Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. What you drinking this week, my friend? Uh, This week, I am drinking Powerade Strawberry Lemonade. That sounds nasty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-mm. That is tasty. All right, well, uh, this week, so I had been saying on the last couple casts that I was headed over the hill over the weekend for my anniversary and went to BevMo and, you know, Chinook on Twitter uh, and Jason Connell recommended some awesome beers and they were not there. So what I did was I picked up two uh, 22-ounce bottles of an uber local, uh, it's called Dust Dust Bowl Brewery. Uh, in Turlock, California. I grew up about 20 minutes from Turlock, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they're great IPAs. The one I had last night uh, was Therapist IPA, Imperial IPA, and then today, tonight, for this cast, I am drinking Son of Wrath, double IPA. Nice. Uh, it's, kind of a play, it's kind of a play off their other one because they have a um, Hops of Wrath. So yeah. this one is like the double IPA version of that, and it's... Oh, I don't know how I'm going to be by the end of this show, dude, so we should get going. It really should be Wrath of Hops. Hops! <laughs> I don't think they're going geeky. I think they're going uh, Steinbecky. Oh, yeah, that, I guess that works. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, damn Californians. All right, moving on. All right, so a couple things. This week's show is going to be a little different. I don't know if it'll be shorter. Probably will be a little shorter. We are skipping the Star Wars section this week and it, for two reasons. One... Uh, Star Wars Celebration as the time as we are recording this starts tomorrow so the Star Wars news that we have is nothing compared to what we're going to get tomorrow so the they are actually as we mentioned last week they are streaming Star Wars Celebration as well did we mention this last week? Uh, I believe we did yeah they're streaming uh, 30 hours 30 plus hours they're actually streaming the very first uh, panel with Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Awesome. And I, I, anyway, the reason we're, we're just skipping Star Wars because we, we may even end up doing a couple other podcasts this weekend just, just to cover it. I think it's going to be huge. Yes, it'll be a lot of fun. So um, I'm excited because I've got the next couple of days off. You're on spring break, so hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to spend a little bit of time uh, live-tweeting our, uh, while we watch the stream and everything so be sure to follow all of our social media stuff so you can uh, follow what we're what we're thinking about it yeah if only we could have actually gone to the damn event but that's something else um next year <laughs> i know real real quick uh community deal though far far away radio they did this for the for the teaser trailer the first star wars teaser trailer and they're doing a skype event leading up to the first panel tomorrow so by the time you hear this it won't matter but they may do it for other events of the weekend, but anytime cool Star Wars stuff comes up, it's one of my favorite podcasts, Star Wars uh, podcasts, and uh, they're a fun group of guys, so hopefully that goes well for them. And then, of course, we have the Star Wars The Old Republic Cantina happening uh, on Saturday, and uh, so we will definitely be covering that in our usual podcast. See, see what I did? Uh, usual. You, you like that? Right, anyway, in our, <laughs> in our usual uh, time slot podcast uh, early next week, so... Uh, all right, one other thing before we get into our contact information and such. We, Will and I, recorded an episode of the Flipside podcast last night. I had so much fun. Yeah, I had so much fun with that last night. And we usually record uh, this podcast either Sunday or Monday night. We were behind for various reasons. I'll get to that later. But we decided my buddy Tim Stello, who write, who is a contributing author uh, at BuzzFeed, he published an article that came out last week, and he was in town for one night only. So we flipped over. Oh, that's terrible. We that was bad. We switched, that was that was bad. File that. So we switched over to um, the Flipside podcast, and I usually do that one with Josh. Uh, this week it was me, Tim, and um, and Will. It was awesome. Uh, it is an explicit podcast, especially in the beginning, but uh, we talk about his articles. 
uh, what we're drinking, uh, and we had a really good time. And the, the whole premise of that cast is basically me sitting down with my best friends, and it doesn't matter who those people are. And I had two of my best friends last night, so it was cool. So, Aww. Right? Oh, that was sweet. I thought it was sweet. Tear. Yeah. Okay. So anyway... <laughs> So if you can't check that out, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio as well. You can get to it on our website and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So it was a fun cast. Definitely check it out. And Tim always writes awesome articles for BuzzFeed. And he wrote that one with his wife. And I actually met my wife through them, which is also why last night was kind of special. And the fact that it was your anniversary this weekend. It was my anniversary this weekend as well. So all things, you know, synced up, etc. and stuff. And it was nice. So... Fluffiness aside, should we get to the contact information and roll or what? Yep, let's do it. All right, so before we get into the next part of the show, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and of course, the Tour Network. Uh, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so of course take the time to give us a positive rating and like us and share us on all the other social medias. Please, it's nice. It's a nice yep. thing to do if you like what we're doing. And if you don't, tell us. It's cool. We'll change. Um, or not. Uh, so we always do put the timestamps in the show notes uh, for non Tour fans because we are going to start the show with Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, there will only be two sections today. It'll be Tour, and then we'll give you the timestamp for the pop culture section. We have some cool stuff planned for that as well today. And let's see, sponsors, audible.com, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. I will make this kind of brief this week, but I've been pouring through some audiobooks. Like I said, I'm on, I'm on spring break, dude. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you can get a 30-day free trial uh, using our link, and you can get a free credit for a free audiobook. And I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but this week's a, it's a great week. So, Is the new Star Wars sound one out yet? The one about uh, Vader and Insidious? I think that's the 28th. Okay. Some yeah, I think we have, a, we have a couple weeks. Yeah, no, that one I'm excited about. And, of course, Swotor fans, you know, there's Deceive, Revan, and Annihilation. We highly recommend those, of course. But um, I read, uh, and I talked about this last night on the other podcast, but Tell Him Steve Dave, one of my favorite Kevin Smith-centric podcasts. I mean, he's not on it, but you, if, you, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you know Tell Him Steve Dave. Right. Uh, it's VSQ, so. Yeah, it's VSQ Universe. It's uh, we've talked about it. it's you know Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers and that kind of thing, and and they're they're awesome guys and the guys from Comic Book Men, but they did they have two audiobooks on. I actually got through both of them. They're only a couple hours each, uh, but the latest one is called uh, Tell Him Steve Dave Presents a Small Fistful of Dollars, which is freaking hilarious. Sunday Jeff plays this dollar shave. That's all I need to say. It's 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 great. And then they have an older one that came out in 2013, uh, Fairy Retail Theater, which basically they talk about fairy tales and why they're so messed up. It's, it's awesome. Um, one last thing. So that's Audible. Definitely check us out, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. And I set up a Patreon page, as many podcasts are doing. It's kind of cool. Uh, you can use our link. It'll be in the show notes and on our website. Uh, you can basically don't give us a dollar or two dollars or whatever you want to do per episode. So when we put something up, you'll get billed and you can max, you can cap that out. Um, and it's a, it's another way, you know, just to help us out. And the, the idea is that if we can get enough revenue going, we can go to more cons and get better equipment and stuff like that. So that's the idea. And so more help content us out for you guys. Exactly. So ready? Ready. Sotor? Sweet. Oh, Phil, I feel out of breath. <laughs> Went through that stuff kind of fast. It's all, all right. that beer. Yeah, well, the beer. The beer is really good. All right, so. <laughs> Star Wars Old Republic. Here we go. So, community shout-outs. A few things on the list this week. Utini Cast just uh, published their 200th episode. And wow. I've been on that cast a couple times. I love those guys. I, I Keep it up, gentlemen, to, you know, chill. And, T.O., you, you do a great show, so congrats on episode 200. We've published eleven. <laughs> we got a, we got a little ways to go to catch up. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> All right, and also I just listened to it yesterday. I think, uh, or it could have been today. I listened to a lot of stuff today. Uh, Carillion Run Radio interviewed Tate Watson. As I mentioned last week, they interviewed Eric Musco, uh, Tate Watson, who I have met at the community events. It's a really fun interview. Um, his favorite color. I'm not even going to tell you. You got to listen. It's important. It's important. 
comes up a couple times. Is anyway, Stormtrooper Tope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, no, it's it's really cool. Curly and Run Radio is great. It's a great interview. So let's see. Tor community. One other thing. If you listen to Torocast, I mean, we were on Torocast a little bit ago. Swotor Miner is working on a database for Tor community, and uh, basically, since Torhead is now offline, uh, it links directly to in-game items, uh, crew skills, all that kind of stuff. It's phenomenal. It's still a work in progress, but he's doing a great job. That guy is, has more talent than I have doing pretty much anything else. So, <laughs> uh, good good job on that. Keep it up, dude. Yeah, I've actually been noticing that. I mean, you know, Dolphy's usually my my go to. For, for questions mm-hmm. about stuff like that. But, uh, um, you know, Torhead comes up quite a bit when I Google search, and I, I've been noticing all the links going directly to to um, star, uh, to Swotor.com content. So Yeah, they've been redirecting, and it'd be nice. They should. Actually, I was just listening to Torocast today. I don't know why they don't redirect it to uh, to Tor community, but it's it's what he's done so far is really cool, man. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's really cool. Gotta yeah, it's check a lot it out. better than a so. lot of dead links. Yeah, dead links are dead. They suck. So, um, all right, man, let's get to our weeks in game, get to some news, and uh, keep on going. So, what did you do in Tour this week? Um, well, this week, actually, I haven't been on for the last couple of days because I've had other projects I've been needing to work on. Um, for example, I'm, I'm actually producer on a short film that we're, that we're filming right now. It's a really cheesy romantic comedy, and I'll keep everybody in the loop on that as we go further. Um, that should Jesus be done. It, it is. It's... it's I didn't write the script actually. I'm, I'm just the producer on it, but uh, it it is pretty darn funny, and it's kind of an homage to uh, uh, office place crap, like you know, Office Space and The Office, and you nice. know, the, the office scenes from The Matrix and stuff. And so it's it's very self aware of the fact that it's a romantic comedy about an office worker. So, <laughs> and there's actually a lot of breaking the fourth wall and stuff. So it, it's it, it'll be cool, and I'll keep everybody up to date. But cool. um, I've been doing that the last couple of days, but I did play quite a bit this last weekend and I was doing a lot of crafting. Um, really? So I just decided that uh, I was going to try to go get rid of a whole bunch of materials because I've got bays and bays and bays full of 99 stacks of mats. And so what I just did is I, I've got my eight characters. I just started going at one and made sure they had uh, all the schematics for the prefabs. And the fabricator crystals and all that stuff, and I just had them crafting whatever they could on all three levels cool. of one, two, and three. And then as it cycled through, you know, one was building the ones that the next one would need. And so, over the course of days, I've got stacks and stacks of all these prefabs now. And what what you. yeah what instigated it was uh, I was thinking, oh, I'll work on my stronghold a little bit, and I so I went and saw a couple things from vendors that I liked, <laughs> but you needed universal prefab threes to get. Yeah, them. you can't get them. Right. Yeah, so now I've got plenty of those, and I can buy what I want. Did you do anything else? Uh, you yeah, I ran dailies on Yavin a couple times um, because I'm trying to outfit all my characters' uh, companions with the devoted allies uh, sets. Um, I've been wanting to do that too. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, finding I'm almost, time has been rough. Yeah, it, it's and it. T- I mean, you can only really do it once a week. So, you know, and there's you know 40 companions in it. Well, 42 companions in the game. And you can it's have a lot of weeks. Yeah, it's a ton of weeks, and so I'm almost done with uh, outfitting my companions on my main, my sniper. So cool. I outfitted Kaleo this week. Nice, dude. That's cool. Yeah, so I want to do that too. I, I basically did just Treek on a couple and HK51 on my main, and it's pretty much all I've done. Yeah, I did HK51 last week, so I was actually able to take him out, and he didn't get me killed. So it was awesome. No, he's badass with that armor, dude. Or yeah, that, that armor, uh, and I got him sets. the Devoted Allies main and offhand weapons. Nice. And so, you know, it really upgraded what he came standard with. So so it was really cool. cool. So, you know, it's basically just running Yavin uh, over and over again. Cool. Yeah, man, I, I I had a heck of a week. It, I mean, it was my birthday last week on Happy last birthday. Wednesday. Thanks, man. Um, so last Wednesday, and then I was basically finishing out the week and prepping for my anniversary trip over the weekend. So... Honestly, I did not play Swotor uh, this week. I've been barely... Tonight, I'm going to play some, and this weekend, I'm very excited. Um, we'll talk about why in a couple minutes, but, uh, you know, my trip to Napa was great. Great anniversary trip. A weekend without the kids. I mean, you know, I can't beat that, no. right? Um, went to this really cool place, since we talk about booze on this show, uh, this place called Bounty Hunters. 
and they find like really rare wines and beers and bourbons and stuff like that. I picked up a nice bottle of bourbon, so I'll probably talk about that at some point. Uh, you know, and, and a bottle of wine. So, I mean, that place was cool. It's like not one of those places in Napa where you go in and you got to be kind of like, oh, they're going to think I'm stupid because I don't know X, Y, and Z. I mean, they were right. really laid back. It was it was a really cool place. So, um, But as far as gaming goes, uh, <laughs> I kind of cheated on SWOTOR, which is the other reason why I didn't <laughs> actually play SWOTOR. So last week before I left, I was How playing this you? game... Well, it's funny. I heard this on another podcast. I think it was another geek podcast. Maybe it was Assembly of Geeks. I can't even remember. But somebody was talking about playing Divinity Original Sin. Uh-huh. And they said it was a D&D turn-based RPG. And, like, I used to play D&D. I love anything turn-based, D&D-based. And got to say, the game is phenomenal. It's, so, I, you know, I got it, but I haven't had a chance. Like I said, I've been busy this week, so I haven't had a chance to play it at all. Um, is it is extremely turn based as like say uh, Civ, or like no? It's really not really like Final that. Fantasy, it's... or is it more like say Starcraft? No, Starcraft is well. That's more real time. This is not. It's not that far. It's basically. Did you ever play Dragon Age or- Origins, the no. first one, um, or Final Fantasy Tactics or anything like that? No, uh, it... it's basically when you get into a battle or the first Kotor, very similar as well. Okay. You can, but it's. The first coach, you have the choice right. to kind of stop it and then, and, you know, line stuff up and, and stack things. And this, it stops every time. And you can queue things up. You have a certain amount of um, action points to do things. It's very, feels like pen and paper D&D because you can only do so much per, per turn. But depending on what you do, you can get away with other things. And right. it was, it's, it's a, it's a kick-ass game, dude. So okay, cool. uh, I've been having, I've been having some fun with that. And that's, that's all I did. Uh, I'm getting to Slow Tour this week. My, my main goal was Slow Tour. I want to. I've got a kind of a backlog of cartel coins. Uh, I've been earning some money, so I'm going to try to get some of these, some some of the armor and stuff I want in prep in preparation for the costume designer. So that's kind of my idea. Oh, I wanna, awesome! That's I want to make, that's I wanna make my people look good. So, and actually, on the latest um, Swotor Escape podcast, they kind of talked. They ran through a lot of the sets and stuff like that, and I thought that was that was cool. I had already been planning on doing that, and and. Max, you know, maxing out some of my collections so I can pass some things around and, and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm excited about it, and that's kind of my going to be my goal this weekend. So if I don't get too sidetracked with uh, real time Star Wars news, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, tonight after our, after our podcast, I'm going to jump on, and uh, because you know the new week has started up again, so I'm actually only about I don't know three thousand rep away from from legend status on Yavin. So nice. That's my next step. Cool, man. All right, so let's get to the news. Uh, there was a, a maintenance on April 7th, and it was 3.1.2. There's some cool stuff in the patch notes, and I just pulled a few things out because um, I just pulled a few things out as I always do. There's more stuff here, but uh, some bug fixes and, 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 you know, class changes and stuff like that which i don't usually cover but one of the things i'm excited about is there's going to be a double xp week in honor of star wars celebration yeah starts and that's, tomorrow night. yeah starts tomorrow so by the time you listen to this it's already running so um get in on that if you want to level some tunes i wish it was 12 times xp but <laughs> uh you know an X, a double xp week is is sweet so uh, I'm, I'm pumped about that yeah I've, I've got one more one more tune to max out so that's it oh cool nice um, one other thing, let's see, Bounty Contract Week returns, cool. uh, which I probably will not do again, but it starts on April 21st through the 28th. I don't know, I'd like to do it again, but there's just nothing really, I don't know, we've talked about this before. Maybe yeah. maybe next month. I'll, I'll put it off again. Uh, <laughs> let's see, so vehicles, and this is interesting, vehicles with the new Flourish functionality will be available in the cartel market soon. So I haven't logged in a couple days, I don't know if they put anything up with this functionality yet, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon. Yeah. TM? What, what is the flourish functionality? It's some new thing they're doing with the mounts. Um, whether it be, I don't know if they're turning bits or, or like you press a button and like your tune does something or something on the mount does something. Oh, they haven't really been very, yeah, they haven't been really very specific about it, but hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. I, I imagine they're going to be crazy expensive on the GTN, but we'll right. see. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to run through these other things kind of quickly. Let's see. So bright yellow and, and vibrant green eyes are now available for cyborgs. Cool. Uh, I have one non-chist tune and he's a cyborg. So I might, might check it out. 
Yeah, I have I one know. cyborg character, and it's my um, my bounty hunter. So, mm-hmm. um, so I might check that out. You know, another thing I've been doing is you know, along with the crafting, is trying to you know fill out my coll- my collections. And so, yeah, I've been buying old stuff cheap on the GTN. So I got like the gold eyes and the red eyes and that stuff. Nice. Yeah, that stuff should be pretty cheap at this point. All right, and I'm not going to run through all the class changes. There's uh, a bit of hubbub around the assassin right now got nerfed um i've heard that on a couple of podcasts there's there's a lot of things going on I, we don't really do too many class change things um right. we're not progression we don't do pvp so if you're interested in the class change issues uh just check out the patch notes um i'm sure you already know by now if it matters to you so no big deal on our end at least um i thought this was interesting and i was i wanted to know what you thought about this so solo mode forged alliance and shadow of Revan flashpoints are now repeatable and can be picked up at any time from the access quest NPCs. Furthermore, any players who were unable to progress past the Forge Alliance's solo arc due to having completed the solo mode flashpoint prior should now be able to uh, progress, and the mission Torch's Flame will not be reset. Will be reset by this change. So, the the interesting thing about this is before solo mode uh, flashpoints were only available once. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. This next patch note goes with it, too, so I'll just read this one, and then, you know, if, if something comes up, let me know. But the X point, the XP and credits reward for Solo Forge Alliances and Shadow of Revan flashpoints have been adjusted as they are now repeatable. So, obviously, that has gone down. Because, I mean, you obviously figure you do it one time, you should get a bunch of XP and credits, and then now it's going to be down because you can repeat it. Yeah, I, I think... can't imagine it being worth doing over and over, but I don't know. No, what I think they're probably... Te- this is probably just a, a test balloon that they're doing to see what the playability, uh, long-term playability would be of solo mode flashpoints with the Jesus droid. More than just the one-time story that you go through with each each uh, tune. So if they do this and people play it more frequently than they have been, they might retroactively put the Jesus droid in. That, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. I think, I think you might be on to something. I mean, the idea that and that's some of the flack people have been giving about this. I don't really care about these kind of things. If they want to make this change, great. I, it's not going to affect me that much. But the issue is people are saying, well, you know, you don't even really have to do anything. You can run through these flashpoints and have the Jesus droid do everything for you. And, okay, fine, but if the rewards aren't worth it, why run it over and over? But if people are running it over and over, I'm with you on that, um, maybe, you know, maybe they're testing the waters, maybe they will go back and change some of those other ones. Yeah, well, nice. like, so. as for me, I'm, I'm you know, a solo flashpointer for the most part, and, you know, even with my level 60 mains all leveled out, there's some that are, you know, because of timing issues that are hard, like, you know, um, yeah, uh, the Republic side, there's one of the Republic side ones where there's one that jumps around a, a, a post thing, you've got, it's, kind of frustrating and like i've i've never been able to pass colocoid war games mm-hmm. because yeah, i get no, on the tough. turret guns and i can't beat them all because it's right. designed for four so you know exactly. if i have the jesus droid there it might work out yeah i mean you know when we've talked about it on previous podcasts i, I think it's interesting and, and worth looking at we'll see what they end up doing with it so um let's see so a couple other random bug fixes before we jump out of this into some other brief news it says uh using the zerka kratomatic now hides equipped weapons do you have this i have this you know i have i've got the crate but i haven't been able to that's another thing i did this last week is i took the unusual eggs to tatooine and i got it to to hatch so i got you know a couple more pets that's adorable. But this cracks me up about the the holo shrub disguise. I mean, what's the point of a disguise <laughs> if your weapon is still showing? Well, and I, yeah, that's the next one. It says, using the holo shrub disguise now hides equipped weapons. Could you imagine? You have I mean, a double-bladed lightsaber and you're hiding in a shrub? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the, the way of Swotor of getting root into the game. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's so funny. Um, yeah, so I hope that's fixed. And the last thing here, it says, follow-up mission. Uh, the follow-up messages for several missions now reward basic commendations instead of planetary comms. And, and that was a bug. They had some of the, you know how the, you'll get mail after right. you accomplish a, a class quest. They were sending planetary comms, which obviously did nothing at this point because yeah. everything is now basic comms. So uh, that's a good change. With the maintenance, okay, so they actually brought the servers down again a couple days later on April 9th um, to fix the low slash issue. And if you haven't been following this, that's fine. Uh, basically what it was, was there's an ability on the, um, the shadows and assassins where 
they could low slash and it's a 30 meter range now and i guess the idea <laughs> is that i guess the idea is that they could do it and if they took damage it would happen again and so basically they could in pvp they basically were chain stunning people right. until their resolve bar was full so uh, it's really kind of funny all the podcasts been talking about it i just thought it was funny to talk about but that's been fixed finally they had they were like are we ever gonna fix this and it was fixed so I'm just thinking, um, you know, in my mind, you know, a low slash is, you know, basically you're just slashing your saber down at their legs. How do you right. do that from 30, 30 meters away? Well, and that's the other thing. It's like, okay, the animation is a melee attack. I know. Exactly. And it's like, okay, I see you 30, 30 uh, meters away. Hold on a second. Let me low slash. Okay, now you're rooted. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was pretty good. Um, there was a big update on the Sentinel and Marauder issue. So, PlayStation of Annihilation and Watchmen. So, as many of you know, there were changes made to the playstyle of Annihilation and Watchmen 3.0. It definitely seems to be a contentious change for some Marauder Sentinels players. The last thing we want to do is put a disciplined playstyle in a place that makes uh, its players unhappy. We'll keep an eye and look into possible playstyle change in the future. We don't want you to think this feedback um, that we're ignoring it, and it's not something we will change in the short term. But, which is interesting, what is interesting is that in the PvP section of this post, it says, Our intent behind exposing win rates for Carnage Combat and Annihilation Watchmen was not to suggest that they are only data point for decision-making. Decision-making, the goal was to express that by looking at average win, win rates and overall performance, those disciplines can be viable. Understanding, however, that some of these cases, it reflects that it re- uh, reflects only the best players in that class. So people were saying, like, oh, you don't see any of these guys on the top. And what they wanted to, what they kind of came back and said was, we don't want to just avoid, uh, we do want to avoid just buffing other classes up and instead need to focus on bringing down the overperforming classes. So this is a, this is a really interesting thing. And a lot of MMOs to kind of do this, what they'll do is they say, well, this class, this class is flavor of the month. It's super powerful. Let's bring all the other ones up. Right. Right. So then you have a whole bunch of, overpowered classes going into pve content when they're trying to make a pvp change and stuff like that so that's kind of the the thing here you can you you know you can obviously check this out and read all of this but uh they are not just going to just buff all the other classes they're really trying to to make this happen and they're hearing the feedback so uh, <laughs> i thought this was kind of funny alex modney kind of jumped on a few times to to address some things and he said uh Somebody posted, since you can queue solo ranked PvP without an armor without an advanced class, right? So what would the galaxy you know, what would the title be if you won if you were the top, right? Right. Which would probably never happen because you don't have an advanced class. I don't see how you could be successful in, in solo PvP. Right. But it's but he he came back and he said it would be all galaxy edge class. Edge edge case. Sorry, edge case. Huh. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Anyway. Um it's a joke, obviously. Yes. Okay, moving on. Uh, so there's been some connectivity issues, uh, network issues. Tate kind of came back and he said, uh, uh, and this has been ongoing. The login service had some issues, and, and that seems to be resolved now. Um, and But there does seem to still be some issues on the European side. So Europe servers are still seeing some latency, latency issues, and that was as of yesterday or today. So hopefully they get that stuff worked out. Um so season one ranked reward, ranked rewards weren't legacy bound. So this is before we had legacy, right? right? So it's there. Somebody said, "Hey, are you going to go back and let us have? You know, if we earn these rewards, can it be legacy bound?" And they said, "Good suggestion. In an upcoming patch, currently planned for three point two point one, we'll be retroactively making all previous ranked season reward rewarded weapons and armor legacy bound." Um, in future seasons, uh, the weapons and armor rewards will be legacy bound as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it just I like makes that sense. Doing that. Yeah. And one last thing before we get to our uh, short discussion topic for Sword Tour this week. There was just some clarification. I guess it wasn't very clear. Somebody was saying, well, it's kind of confusing what the season four titles are going to be. And uh, Tate came and said, you know, look, uh, sorry for the confusion. Or maybe it was Alex Modney. I should know. Anyway, sorry for the confusion. Uh, we need to do a better job of displaying these titles in the blog. The titles for Season 4 are Swashbuckler and the character name, character name, the Dauntless, character name, the Infamous, and the Dread Advanced Class character name. I love these, dude. I still like the Dauntless. is my favorite. Yeah, the Dauntless is awesome. 
Anyway, all right, and that's pretty much it for news. Uh, there will be a ton of, I, I imagine, and then uh, by the time the community cantina goes, and they will be live streaming that first hour. So um, hopefully we'll be able to check that out, um, maybe together. Maybe we'll talk about it as it's happening. Um, so that will be Saturday evening. So I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, so as a brief discussion topic, speaking of community events, uh, they are now doing a community event pre-registration. Uh, and I'm, I'm, let me read this real quick, and I'm just curious to see what you think since we, are, we do attend these things. It says, hey, folks, this is Eric Musco. I want to tell you about our new uh, Cantina pre-registration page. You can find the page and some more details on it here. However, let me know, give you a TLDR on the, on the perks of pre-registering for our cantinas. If you pre-register and attend the Cantina, you're eligible for a pre-registrant exclusive... I almost got through it. Pre-registrant <laughs> exclusive swag drawing. So what do you think of that? I'm gonna uh, go, we'll go one by one. That's cool because I, I mean, I, I seem to remember, especially when we were going to the bigger uh, cantinas, that you know they wanted a, a head count, so we would get on the pre-reg page anyways. But this gives, you know, but people would show up anyways. So this gives a, an incentive to making sure you pre-reg, which just makes it a lot easier for them to put on quality events because they know how many people are coming. Uh, exactly, and I, and I always like another incentive too. So having being entered into this drawing, obviously they'll check you know, your, uh, as you're checking in, I, I think it's pretty cool. So you also, if you pre-register and redeem the, the can, that Cantina exclusive pack code, you will be, you'll receive an additional in-game reward, which is awesome. Cool. And let's see, pre-registrants will get priority access to the Cantina. You get in first. Awesome. And we know this from the, <laughs> from the Cantina, from the, uh, San Diego ones. And, you know, I went to the San Francisco, a couple of those. The lines are crazy. I mean, you get there three hours early and just stand there. Yeah, in, in San Diego in July, it, it can get pretty warm out there. So it's nice oh, to get man. inside and start getting our frosty beverages. <laughs> exactly. We'll go to a place, drink some frosty beverages, and then just walk in, <laughs> theoretically. Anyway, uh, and the, the other thing here, it says, note RSVPing on Facebook does not count as pre-registering. So this is different because there's another page now, and it's pretty simple to get to. There's nothing on the website yet, but um, you can follow the link on this post. Um, and basically, you can just log into your account, pre-register, and you're done. You know, right? And I imagine they'll do a check-in thing, kind of what they did at the San Francisco one um, when the, at the at the uh, EA offices. They kind of checked us in as we went, uh, according to the RSVP uh, on Facebook. And you know, that was a little tedious because, of course, some people registered, some people didn't, and that kind of thing. So, um, all right. And so it says you can also see all the currently planned cantinas for the year listed there as well and they'll update those with specifics of each event um as we have it and it says thanks everyone see you at the cantina and um i'm registered for san diego man what about you i'm going to be doing that as soon as we uh, stop recording (laughs) yeah so uh it's it's pretty cool i like i really am happy about this um you know i didn't look is there is there a cantina for phoenix comic-con i don't think so there's, I'm registered for San Diego Comic-Con Cantina. There's Gamescom. That is, uh, Gamescom is the one in Germany, isn't it? Yes. And then PAX Prime and New York Comic-Con. So okay, those are so the only no, ones so right nothing now. nothing for Phoenix. Okay. And just to follow right. you guys up, you know, I did have the, the GoFundMe page, which, you know, didn't get, you know, what we needed, but uh, I've worked it out and I am going to be going. So you guys will be getting Sweet. some good content from Phoenix, Phoenix Comic-Con, so... We have that, awesome. to, we have that wait, to look dude. forward to at the end of next month. Cannot wait to hear about that. I'm yeah, and if any of you, uh, if you other uh, you know, podcasters are going to be there, let me know. We'll hook up. We'll maybe do a podcast together and you know, definitely just get to know each other. That's the way to do it, man. It's all about community and these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, uh, there was some back and forth people asking questions about, about this pre-registration deal. Um, can friends join the pre-registration line with players that did pre-register if they haven't pre-registered? And for now, they're going to require that anyone who comes through the pre-registration line did, in fact, pre-register, which makes sense. Otherwise, it just would be Facebook again, right? Exactly. That makes perfect <laughs> sense, and I and I wholly support that. Someone just asked how they'll be doing it, and they'll be checking usernames at the door, basically, and email addresses. And someone asked, why can't they just uh, stream the cantinas and do away with the rewards? And they're actually streaming at their Cantina event, as we mentioned, uh, at Star Wars Celebration. So, of course, we can tune into that. 
and I'm I'm pretty stoked to see how that goes, man. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited they're doing so much streaming for this one because I've I've never like I said never been to that event, um, and you know I'm just excited. Yeah, and and think about it. That's Saturday, I think, right? Right. That Cantina event. It the amount of Star Wars news we're gonna get between Thursday and Saturday night when the Cantina goes is gonna be crazy. That, that that event's gonna be nuts, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how that goes and uh, and how it relates to Swotor. And we've talked about that quite a bit. So, um, all right. And uh, so there's one other. Uh, capacity issue i guess that that would be the other thing it says asked if pre-registering would be capped at the venue capacity um and they basically came back and said it's very rare that they hit venue capacity um they try to leave a lot of buffer however if for some reason we have a ton of pre-registrations um and they are more numerous than our capacity we could we could turn people away it does not guarantee entry um but they also reiterate that it has never happened but what they have done in the past is split it up they actually did, I can't remember which canteen it was, but they did two Q&A, two Q&A sessions because of the capacity issues with the room they were doing. The, um, so they, they, with the, yeah, they're, you know, they're, so they'll, they'll make find it ways work. to solve it. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. So I think we're, I think we're done with Swotor, dude. Um, we're going to come, ver- come back to Swotor pretty quick this week, I think, um, depending on how the uh, cantina goes. So, uh, anything else Sword Tour related you want to talk about before we bail out of here and go to pop culture? No, that's it for Sword Tour for me. Cool. All right. So as we said, we are skipping uh, the Star Wars section, but if you've been listening to us for the last uh, 30 minutes or so and you want to check out Sword Tour, we have our refer friend links in the show notes and on our about page on our website. So skipping over Star Wars, let's jump to pop culture. I will hand it over to you since you are the host of this section of the show. And I'm back to my beer, which is, hold on, which, my beer? It's amazing. What the hell is going on? It's Cheryl. She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I drank too much. Um, yeah, not a ton of information, you know, because obviously we're waiting on a whole bunch of news from uh, about Star Wars. Um, but there actually has been a little bit of casting news for uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Um, two big casting things this week. The first one was um, they cast the role of Angel, um, cool. which is going to be played by Ben Hardy, who uh, is a yeah. British actor who's known for uh, a show called The East Enders. Um, but the cool that thing is... That picture looked badass, dude. It does, but what... Because what, if you guys... We'll put a link, in, obviously, in the show notes, but... It's metallic, so it obviously. I'm thinking that he might actually be playing Archangel as opposed to Angel. So, um, yeah, so that's something. To I think consider. that's probably a good guess. Yeah, so that's something to consider. But the one I am most excited about, as soon as I saw this news, I texted Marshall right away and I was like, "Olivia Munn will be Psylocke." <laughs> oh my god, dude! Because it, anybody who's followed Olivia Munn since her G4 days or before or whatever, she, you know, she's like you know a goddess in the guy. geek day in the geek world and. You know, to Ugh. be playing a cool character like Psylocke, because, you know, none of her roles that she's done, like on Newsroom or Daily Show, hasn't really been active. And so right. to play a very active character will be interesting to see. So I'm uh, I'm really curious to see how that goes. But I'm excited just to get Olivia Munn involved, so. And, and dude, I, I don't even know if it was last week or the week before, uh, Olivia Munn seems to come up. I love Olivia Munn. Yes. I just do. A lot of us do, and I think that's important. And, um, yeah, I cannot wait to see this movie. I, I was going to be in anyway, but now, right. now even more so. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this will make it opening night thing instead of oh, yeah. I'll opening be week. Um, now, here's an interesting bit of news in a fandom that we haven't really touched on is uh, the Stephen King world. Um, there's some news that they are going to be pursuing a... Uh, if a big screen adaptation of the Dark Tower, so this is kind of cool. It looks like uh, they'll be doing this uh, through Sony Pictures. Um, you know, he's known for you know Spider Man, um, right? But uh, it's pretty cool. You know, this is his you know his magnum opus. So it's really cool that you know it kind of makes me wonder though: are they going to be kind of like whittling it down, or are they going to go all the Lord of the Rings and have tons of films? 
I haven't. I was just developing an opinion on this. Um, I am a huge Stephen King fan. His the, I've kind of fallen off in the last ten years or so, but for a while I was collecting um, every hardcover Stephen King novel, and somehow in one of my moves it has gone away. I don't even know where it is. It's very sad, but I've read most of his early stuff. Um, I really, I, I love his on writing book. I was actually just talking about with this, uh, talking about this with uh, Tim Stello last night on the flip side because he, you know, he's a writer as well. Right. And it's it's if you're an aspiring writer, read Stephen King on writing. But as far as the Dark Tower goes, both my wife and I have have read all of the books. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like it's one of my favorite series. Period. Um, I feel that if they're going to do this as a, I have worries about them doing it as a film. Uh, I would much rather see them do something like, you know, Netflix is doing with Daredevil or something. Okay. Well, actually just, this is, this is or Game of Thrones. Right. Example, well, this is good news for you because they're doing, um, they're doing a film and it's uh, mm-hmm. being co-written by Akiva Goldsman who does a lot of stuff with Ron Howard. So like okay. Da Vinci Code and, uh, yep. you know, Beautiful Mind, stuff like that. And a guy named Jeff Pinker. Um, so they, they co-wrote the script for the film, but they're also uh, they're going to be doing a TV show through uh, through MRC. Um, is going to be developing the, the complimentary TV show. So that's huh. really cool. And so it'll be, obviously, because since Akiva Goldsman's involved, it'll be produced by, um, uh, by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Okay, now I feel better. I wonder if they would do the shortest of the seven... Seven novels, I think. Yeah, seven novels is uh, actually have a really cool uh, Dark Tower T-shirt. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but I, I wonder if the film would be the Gunslinger. That's what it looks like. It says it says uh, the new. Script- I didn't read the thing. Obviously. Yeah, no, I says, just saw the headline. Yeah, it says the new script <laughs> for the film, which focuses on the first book's characters of Roland and Jake and their relationship. Okay. So yeah, it looks like it will okay. focus on the Gunslinger, which is actually the only one I've actually read. So this means right. I'm going to have to definitely get back into that series because. I just love everybody that's involved with it at this point. So that's definitely something yeah. to look into. Um, the last bit of info that I have for this week before we get to your stuff is that uh, Entertainment Weekly, um, you know me and on my lists. I mean, anybody who follows my weekly top ten, um, which okay. has missed the last couple of weeks, but got some news on Call that coming up at the end of the show. Um, we uh, they Entertainment Weekly released their predictions for the top 15 box office movies of the summer. So, um, have That's you, a good list. Did dude. you look at the list? Oh, I went through it. Okay. The list is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I won't the, go through the list right now, but, um, you know, actually I'll tell the, the news. I'm actually going to be doing a solo weekly top 10 podcast this week. Um, so you cool. get to just hear my dulcet voice and, you know, oh. <laughs> so, so we'll see how that goes, but, uh, it'll be cool. Cause it'll just give another outlet to, you know, a popular uh, blog on our site and, uh, so my first one will probably be going over this list and see where my choices uh, compare. And then I already know that next week my top ten is going to be my top ten favorite documentaries. So nice things to consider. But uh, yeah, so I'll be going through this list uh, tomorrow when I do my recording. So something cool. to keep in mind. But you know, as, as, as you can guess, what, what what do you think is number one? Oh, I don't know. Is it December? If it's not December, then it's Avengers. It's Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just on summer, so let's let's make that clear. But yeah, I mean that movie's going to make stupid money. Yeah, they're forecasting it to make five hundred fifty-five million dollars. I think this is all domestic numbers, by the way, people. And so that would put it, uh, I believe, fourth all time yeah. behind uh, um, Titanic, Avenger, or Titanic, Avengers, and uh, um, Avatar. So, and do you want to jump into the other thing since we're talking about Avengers? Yes. Why don't you bring that up? Because that was fantastic. Oh man! So just today, um, sometime today, I don't know. I missed it up until about an hour ago. um, There's an Age of Ultron video uh, put out via Dr Pepper's Twitter, uh, sponsored and popped by Dr Dr Pepper. Um, But anyway, and it was like it wasn't a trailer. But I, the best way to describe it would be like a, what do they call those? Like a mini? Yeah, it's actually, you know, I'm taking some film classes. It's called an electronic press kit. Where they, there it is. Yeah, where they, uh, they show uh, excerpts from the film um, uh, interlaced with uh, interviews with uh, creators and characters. And, uh, actors. Oh, it was cool. Yeah, it had the, you know, director, writer, 
you know, producer and most of the actors uh, said at least, I mean, it was only two and a half minutes long, but almost everybody had something to say about what was going on. And some of the clips, I mean, we, we picked out our favorite line. When Captain America, okay, Captain America is doing one of his, I, I imagine in the movie, he's doing one of his, like, let's get, let's get ready for the rumble kind of thing. Yeah, it's, and rally, he says, it's rally of the troops. Yeah, and so he, you know, he's rattling off all these little, all these little things, and he says, and if you die, walk it off. Walk it off. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. it's just, it was just badass, dude. And, you know, seeing how, they talk about how powerful Ultron is. Uh, I'm, I, I was excited about this movie no matter what. Uh, but this, this is getting me pumped. Okay. What do you, Uh, okay. We didn't, we haven't, you know, since we haven't recorded in a, you know, over a week, what do you think of the news that there is not going to be a post credit sequence? Had you heard that? I didn't, no, I hadn't heard about that. So they're not going to do a little like, here's what's next. Exactly. Joss Whedon has come out and said, there's not going to be a post credit sequence, which if you remember from the first Avengers was the shawarma scene. So. Right, and do you think it's because they haven't quite pinned down what's happening next? No, I mean you know them; they've already got to pin down what's happening next. But I well, think why not? Why not do a little? Well, then I guess I guess what I'm saying is what's happening next in the next Avengers movie, right? Right. Well, that, that's obviously going to be the Infinity Stone, Stone story because it's called right. Age of Avengers or Avengers uh, Infinity. But what yeah, I think is because the, 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 yeah. the next major part of the arc is going to be the Civil War. And that's going to be launched with the new Captain America movie, Captain America 3. But we've got a couple of movies in between, you know, most notably Ant-Man later this summer. And so they probably don't want to connect the, the main overarching story to uh, Civil War too, too much. Um, because it'll just... Because I'll be glossing over the other ones? Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Right. Yeah, this I'm is, kind of with you on yeah, that. Well, and this is where, you know, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is much different than the, the comic book universe. Because actually right. in the comic book universe, Ultron is not designed by Iron Man. Right. Ultron was actually originally designed by Henry Pym, who is the original Ant-Man, who is exactly. an original member of the Avengers. So, yeah, so, they, I mean, they're obviously picking and choosing stuff from the from the comic book story, but but we'll see. But you, you can kind of tell there's definitely... I mean, actually, one of the lines they said in the, the electronic press kit was that Joss Whedon said the first Avengers movie was about bringing the team together. This one is definitely about tearing them apart. Hmm. And that's basically yeah. the opening premise of the Civil War story. So... Right. Yeah. Well, and I... So, I don't know. And now that we've said... Now that you've said all that, I mean, my, my first uh, instinct was way off but i mean i just i i don't know they've been doing it in every movie yeah i just much. don't understand why they don't they don't do a funny bit like you know shawarma had no impact on the story and mm-hmm. then at the end of you know guardians of the galaxy you had the howard the duck thing there was absolutely and so this na- is what concerns me uh, the only thing that concerns me about this is lately well in the last 10 years i've been making sure regardless of if there's something happening after the movie um, I, I, I try to sit through the credits. And I think Kevin Smith said it best. Um, you know, all these people worked on this amazing film. You know, they deserve to be at Recognized. least their names seen, Absolutely. right? And and I and I and I like that idea. But usually there is something, and it's like kind of the anticipation, like, oh, is there going to be something after the movie? And usually I don't check to find out if there's going to be because a lot of times there is, and if there's not, whatever, I walk out, right. Knowing there's not going to be one at the end of Age of Ultron, well, this makes me less willing to sit through the credits. You know, it could also be misdirection because I do believe, and, and that's yeah. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I think that they're not because you know if they did that, then no one's going to trust whatever they say. But they they specifically set up post credit sequence where I remember that there was a couple of them that that, that have been done where there mean, was a mid credit sequence and then a post credit sequence. And so it could just be that there's a mid credit sequence, but no post credit sequence. These guys. Oh, this makes me mad. So, yeah, I think... <laughs> All right. Okay, so no... Okay, so the, the if the language is no post credit sequence, they're not... I don't think they're going to not have anything. Right. You know? So of course, does that mean it, it, yeah. that right before the credits end, before they say, the you know put the musicians up and the logos, there's going to be something. I mean, come on. Could be. What are we talking about here? Of course, it's just not <laughs> on me that there's probably going to be a post-credits thing on force awakens. 
So my mind just exploded. <laughs> Don't. Oh my God. What did you just? No way. Oh my God. What are we thinking about that? Don't. No. Stop. Stop. I don't know why that never dawned on me. Oh, what is that? Is it? Do you think that's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to set. Is up that going? Is that? I think it's going to set up the standalone. Or is it going to link to episode eight? I was going to say standalone, but now I'm thinking. I don't know. Depending on how that movie ends, it depends on if the how standalones are really standalone. standalone. If they're standalone, standalone, and they're not connected, then it's got to be eight. Yeah. That, okay. That's going to be a, that's going to be a discussion for another podcast. <laughs> Uh, almost want to do it now. All right, all right. Let's let's move on. Right. I mean, but oh yeah, real quick. Back to this. So, if if seven ends, we weren't going to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Damn it. If if seven ends, for example, as people people are saying, one of the big three is going to die. Most people say it's going to be Han Solo. Um. Obviously, that's you know we're projecting, yeah. but. If if that does happen, what if it happens at the end? Or what hap? You, you, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. If it's a cliffhangery thing, uh huh. Do you think? Okay, different question. Will episode seven end on a cliffhanger of sorts, kind of like episode five, or will it be more of a neat, tidy box like episode four? Well, I think the reason why because four was then it- that changes that changes, sir. That changes the post-credit sequence. Yeah, well, I think the reason why 4 was, you know, such a tidy box was because they didn't know if they'd get funding for future movies. But, well, they, but that, I know. But what I'm saying is, do you think Abrams is going to do that to stay, you know, as kind of an homage to episode 4? It's something Or will he do. do his own thing? I, I don't, ugh, this makes me mad. Okay. All right. Well, we'll skip that. The rest of that for now. So, why don't you wrap up the rest of your pop culture stuff? We've got a few more things here. It's really hard for me to move on. Um, <laughs> all right, man. So, <laughs> all right. No, seriously. So, since we were talking about Star Wars, I threw this in here mostly just because we all saw it coming eventually. But Star Wars is now available digital, digital HD for the first time ever. Yeah, you, you know get when on iTunes. Yeah, when whatever. I saw this, I was like, "It's not already." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. It's there. All six movies are available. Um, and no, they're not the originals. They're going to get us our money again next time. I think it's like 85 bucks, something like that I saw. For um, all six movies? You know, for all six movies. It's not too bad, but I mean, I paid about the same for the Blu-ray discs I have, and I can't imagine them being much different, but they're in digital. So I can play them on my app. I can watch them anytime. Yeah, that's a little high for, for digital. I yeah. would think. Um, so unless it there's includes... some extras involved too. Yeah. Then, okay. Then that makes sense. Anyway, yeah. So I thought that was interesting, um, if not predictable. I know you're not watching the Arrow and Flash, but I'm caught up on those. And by the gods, man, can you catch up? I just put this in to tell you that. Yeah. No. Actually, two things about this. I, I mentioned in last week's uh, podcast that I'm going to be catching up on these over the summer. Um, but I just saw the trailer for this most recent, or for the next episode of Gotham. And that yeah. looked really, really good. So I'm, I'm ex- and I'm behind on Gotham, man. We're that's our next one to catch up on. Right. So, like I said, it's going to be the you know the the binge watching summer of DC for me. So, mm-hmm. well, the one thing I wanted to bring about Arrow and the Flash is sometimes they cross over, and Felicity Smoke, um, she is in both shows. You know, every few episodes, she kind of crosses over back and forth. Um, in one of the latest episodes of the of the Arrow. Both her, both Felicity and um, uh, Ray come over. Who's the Adam? Right. Uh, and it's it's phenomenal, man. I mean, the and this is why I brought up what I did when we talked about the Dark Tower because that's what I want. I want it to be something like that. If they're gonna if they're gonna go forward with the Dark Tower series, it's we're talking thousands of pages of exactly. awesome so much content. Yeah, so much content. Which yeah. which leads so, us into what just came out this last week on Netflix. Oh my God, Daredevil! Which yeah, uh, I'm actually I haven't watched any yet. I, I I'm, I'm going to be watching it this weekend. So um, I just had my last class. So tomorrow I'm probably going to be having it on whenever I'm not streaming Celebration. So well, and if depending on what happens with Celebration and how quickly I can get this episode out, Kate and I were actually going to watch start watching it tonight. Um, but it's a little, it's a little late for that now. But we're gonna we're gonna definitely check it out before between now and the end of the weekend. So 
I'm really excited about Daredevil, man. The 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 trailer was sweet, um, and being able to binge watch it and know that you can be done with it in a couple days is is cool too. So, uh, so we'll definitely be talking about that. And my last thing, well, two two more quick things. One, Orphan Black is coming back on April 18th. Yes, which is this weekend. I can't wait. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's gonna be uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So Orphan Black coming back. Oh, I'm excited it's going to be probably the same time hey, as Celebration. There's a community cantina. Yeah, there's. I, I won't be watching Orphan Black when it comes out. Be I'll be watching it next yes. week. But it's out. Yes. See? I'm excited for be. season three to come back. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Last thing? Uh, last thing for Maybe. you. I've got, I've got one more thing after that. Cool. All right, so one thing I just came up today, um, Batman vs. Superman teaser trailer popped up today uh 20 seconds roughly (laughs) not much there but some cool uh you know costume stuff and they're kind of basically saying they're gonna do an imax screening of the trailer oh cool on on 420 so (laughs) all right i'm uh i haven't watched the teaser trailer yet i'll be watching that as soon as we're done here but uh yeah that's i I mean like i said i'm starting to get more into the the dc uh, universe as well, especially since they're starting to try to pull it all together, kind of like the Marvel universe is done. So, um, sure. plus, you know, that, you know, you and I are both getting, you know, heavily back into comics. And so I'm kind of getting some back, back comics that I'm trying to catch up on and stuff like that. So, um, cool. so we'll be talking about some comics next week too, because, uh, the new big fender came out this week. We still have Vader four from last week. So some good stuff. Yep. All right, my last two things is I just want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of people. First, Chinook, and then the other one is uh, the guy who uh, reminded us about uh, Android users, uh, J.R. Skeen. Oh, yeah. Um, because they, yeah. they both joined my John alliance Skeen. on Marvel John Puzzle Skeen. Quest. So did they really? They nice. did. Again, so if anybody wants to join my puzzle uh, Marvel Puzzle Quest, I still have plenty of uh, openings in our alliance, and you can... There's a few podcasters involved now, so it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's cool. They just re- uh, released uh, the Kingpin character, and they just released Quicksilver. So, uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so pretty darn cool. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, and I'm enjoying cool. that. Um, my last thing is is you know, since of course you know this isn't live, you're not realizing it, but we're recording a little late tonight because I went and saw a showing for a fantastic documentary. I'll be bringing this up in my my weekly top ten. Um, but I just want to give a quick shout out to um, the documentary uh, Heaven and Earth and Joe Davis, um, which is phenomenal. It's it's really, really, really good. We'll put a link to um, the Vimeo uh, page because you can get a Vimeo on demand. And we'll put that in the show notes so we can uh, get some traffic over there because it, I highly recommend this this documentary. So. I'll oh, talk yeah, more. put it in the show notes so I can watch it. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> and I'll and I'll also be featuring it in uh, next week's uh, weekly top ten. So you'll get some more info awesome. on it. But I just it, it, I really enjoyed it so much that I want people to start watching it now. So awesome, man. Um, well, uh, we didn't mean to, but we we went an hour anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, and look, and, and I cannot wait to see what happens this weekend. Hopefully, I can get this uh, episode turned around really quickly, and we'll have some other ones for you. So. Hopefully by the time you're li- you're listening to this, you you know there'll be enough Star Wars Star Wars news for all of us to uh, sink our teeth into, right? Yeah, I can't um, wait. It's going to be a fun weekend. Oh, it's going to be fun starting tomorrow. So, all right, that's it. So, thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and SWOTOR Network. Uh, you can find me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us a positive rating. Share us around the other social medias. We'd appreciate it. And if you would like to support the show, audibletrial.com slash usualpodcast. And, of course, you can be a patron on Patreon, which we would appreciate as well. So, all right. And, uh, all right, my friend, unless you have anything else, we're about out. We are out. Thank you, everybody. All right, thanks, and we'll see you next week.